This is the Fedora Chronicles News of the Week for November 9th, 2019. ABC News reporter Amy Robach's leaked venting dominated the news with a rant about Jeffrey Epstein and her network killing the story of the decade. A British social media influencer, Freddie Bentley, argues that teaching World War II history is a horrible idea that hurts young people's mental health and schools should not teach students about that topic. And Jason Cousineau and I, Eric Reiner King Fisk, explain how this is a horrible idea thanks to numerous examples that can be found throughout the history he doesn't want to be taught. We also explain some more on how deplatforming someone over a simple mistake or a bad idea is horrible for the community as a whole and we actually defend one of our detractors and critics. Commentary on pop culture and current events through the perspective of film snobs and diesel punks. This is the Fedora Chronicles radio show for the week of November 9th, 2019. Thanks for listening. So, anyway, Jay and I just fired up the microphones and <laughs> popped up on um, Jay's news feed. Actor Charles Levin's body, dead body, found naked, partially eaten by vultures. And this is uh, from page six, November 7th, which is yesterday, 7 p.m. Um, a police report finds Seinfeld actor Charles Levin's body was discovered naked without external genitalia present and partially consumed by vultures at the bottom of a slope July. And my first reaction to this, Jay, was what did Charles Levin know about Hillary Clinton and <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein? Well, it is, I mean, reading through this article, it's really kind of, it's, it's almost like something out of a fucking, like, mob movie. Exactly. It was discovered in a ro remote port of, part of Oregon. The badly decomposed body was found 30 feet down a steep slope of a remote mountain, leading authorities to believe he fell down a ravine while trying to get help, apparently naked. <laughs> I'm sorry. He was reported missing by his son, Jesse, on June. He had called a friend that day to say he was lost near Cave Junction, Oregon. The body was found on July 13 without any obvious signs of injury, the report said. They wrote in a gruesome report that his body was found naked, no signs of external genitalia, significant decay around the mouth, exposing his jaw, signs of animal scavenging, likely in the form of turkey vultures. Um, he was identified using dental records, and the coroner declared the death accidental. His car was also found in a remote area, and authorities also found the remains of his pug, Boo Boo Bear, inside the vehicle. Wait a minute, what, what, what? Little boo-boo bear's dead, too. He portrayed the nervous mohel, mohel, M-O-H-E-L, I'm not sure if that's a Jewish term or if that's a misspelling, I have no idea. Yeah. In a 93 episode of Seinfeld, was best known for his recurring role as Elliot Novak in the sitcom Alice. That's why he looks familiar. All right. Alice was about the waitress, wasn't it? Yeah. I still have to ask, what did he know about Hillary Clinton and Jeffrey Epstein? I, 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 I don't know if that's in good taste. I don't know if we're going to like let that go. 
But um, well, to be to be honest, I mean, at this point, any mysterious death is worth asking. That yeah, absolutely. So anyway, you know? I sent you the show page, and we have a lot to talk about. And this is a big, huge news week for um, conspiracy theorists, especially in the realm of Jeffrey Epstein. And I'm mm. not even sure how, because here's, here's a question for you. Do we talk about the controversy surrounding Jeffrey Epstein again this week? Or do I just get, the, get some of the, um, uh, the follow-up from last week's cosplay controversy out of the way so just get it yeah let's let's hit the cosplay stuff first and then we'll get we'll dump into um epstein because there's a lot okay um one of one of the things that we've been talking about a lot often and carol had a great observation about this that i'm going to share in a second Mm -hmm. one of the problems that we have is that there are some people who have double standards you can do a th- I can do a thing, but you can't do a thing because of reasons. I can I can do this thing because I am high, I, I'm I'm high in the higher hierarchy of cosplay, which sounds ridiculous. I ha- yeah. I I have this cachet about me. My girlfriend and I can do these things that other people can't do because we have the correct intentions and we're woke and we say all the right things and we do all the right things on social media and we go after the correct people. And if somebody else does the same thing, they're bad people because the context in which they do it is bad. And see, for me, the whole, uh, I mean, everyone is hypocritical to an extent. Sure. Right. So, everyone is it's just part of human nature we may we it's something we don't like it like about ourselves because as evidenced by the fact that we all think of that's a bad thing we don't think of hypocrisy as being a good thing no so all that aside though what bothers me is when people assign motivations to someone else's actions sure you know, oh, I dress up as a Nazi to show how bad they are, but you dress up as a Nazi because you're a sympathizer. And exactly. And the thing is, is that what sort of got us on this entire kick is that there's a 19 a, a year old girl in the, the, in, I think she's in Maryland. And this is mm-hmm. sort of like we're retreading ground that we covered last week. This right. woman, well, this, 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 this 19 year old woman. She's German-American. She's trying to explore her heritage. And, and she, she wrote this fan fiction trying to figure out, like, what happened to these evil characters after they went to heaven? And was there a moment where they had an opportunity one last time after they died to make amends or repent for the sins that yeah. they committed? Um, Which, if you're, if you're Christian, that's a big part of the religion. Right. I mean, the thing is, is that there's this redemption. Yeah. Now, I don't believe this. I don't believe that when Hitler went to the pearly gates and he had to um, answer for his life, I don't think Hitler said, oh, my God, it was all a big mistake. And Jesus says, "Okay, you can come into heaven now. I, I don't I don't think that's but that's not for me to decide. I'm not I'm not a biblical scholar and I'm not Jesus. Right. Okay. Right. 
um, and that there's a, there's a lot of bad juju surrounding anything Nazi related. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, she's a 19 year old girl, and she's she's look. You're allowed to make mistakes. One mistake or one thing that you do in bad taste does not define who you are for the rest of your life. One, one thing that you do in 19, does that not mean that you are excluded from the group from the rest of your life? It does not mean that you do this one thing and you're not expelled from the group unless it's something like freaking murder like unless you like break into somebody's house so like if you break into a fellow cosplayer's house and kill that person in their sleep then i think that maybe you should be expelled from well yeah but at the same time what i find the irony of it where she's right she's being ostracized and treated poorly by these two individuals let's let's also say here she's being it's these two yeah one not the entire community right it's this one guy in his who's in his 30s and there's pictures of his girlfriend on social media dressed up as villains from the indiana jones movies right and this other guy who runs uh an indiana jones um fan appreciation site or and 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 um web magazine he's also he the thing is that he's talking about the slippery slope and how this is a this is a bad thing we should not allow her to get away with this because if we if we let her we're going to open the door for a lot of other nazis to come in and infiltrate the group and i guess i could kind of sort of understand where he's coming from to an extent well, I can, but at the same time, you're punishing someone. You're you're essentially persecuting someone and prosecuting them because they wrote a redemption story. So she wrote about forgiveness, and she's not getting any. Is the irony of the situation right. that really just kind of sticks in my craw a little bit? And you know, she's approaching it from a perhaps naive, but perhaps just deeply held conviction. Right that is everyone beyond redemption i mean you could think you could actually say that she's thinking a lot deeper about these characters than anyone else is right they're seeing a pastiche this is just an evil person right like in fantasy movies orcs are irredeemable they're just evil because they're orcs right right we tend to do that as people with Nazis a lot. Right. And what did she do? She said, well, are they truly evil or is there a path of redemption for them? Considering and, yeah. the way Catholicism and Christianity thinks of things and the way it's written in the Bible. Right. Theoretically, even they should have, sure. have a path to redemption, even if it is after death. Sure. You know what I mean? So she's thinking a lot deeper about this in her fan fiction than they are. And they are basically essentially prosecuting her because of it. Right. And 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 I and I read um part of I I read one of the messages that one of these gentlemen had sent to Rachel, Toaster Strudel Rachel. And and the the thing is is that it's like if you don't knock it off with your Nazi sympathies, you're not going to be welcome in this community. 
And one of the other things that I thought was sort of like, she's a 19-year-old girl who who wrote some fan fiction that people might think is in bad taste. There's a lot of really bad fan fiction out there that's in really bad taste. And it's one of the reasons why I look, I I don't I don't read other people's fan fiction anymore for this reason. I I don't I don't need this oh, yeah. drama. And the thing is is that you read her fan fiction, you're upset about it, and now you're on a crusade to get her out of the community. Well, all right, so again, why what makes them the gatekeeper? I mean, the one guy, if he doesn't want her on his on his site yeah. or on his page or whatever, fine, it's his page, he can do that. Yeah. Even if it is for a dumb, stupid, fucked up reason. Right. Right? Where does this other guy get off dictating that he is the gatekeeper? He's the one that decides what is acceptable and what is not. Right. So is it okay for someone to write a slash dot fanfic about how Indy and Sala are having a homosexual relationship on the side? But, you know, you can't say that Tote actually redeems himself after he dies and stands in front of God. I mean, that's kind of, that's, that's, how dare you? Right. You know what I mean? I mean, it's one thing if it's, if it's your page, if it's your, your site, if you're putting in the effort and you're being the moderator. I personally, I think I would, as a moderator, reach out to the reach out to her and be like, "Look, I don't appreciate that kind of fiction. I would appreciate right. it if you didn't do things like right. that anymore." Right. And give her a chance to correct her behavior, and if she puts up a stink about it, say, "Okay, well, you're done with this." Site. Yeah. Is that this was a a missed opportunity, an educational opportunity? I I, I really do. I think that this is like this is why this fan fiction is in bad taste. This is why I don't like this fan fiction or this piece of fiction, whatever it is, whatever it is. Um, we could have taken the moment to say, this is why we think these people, are, these characters, and, and characters in a movie, for fuck's sake, Jay, are right. ir well, yeah. ir why they're irredeemable. I also think that this is also a horrible case, and we we're going to talk about this later in the podcast where there's a, a, quote, social media influencer, unquote, who thinks that schools spend too much time teaching World War II history. Oh, yeah, we're definitely going to hit that. Uh, okay. She, she, well, see, in, in regards to this with, with Rachel, and Rachel right. reached out to me and appreciated us talking about it on the podcast. Right. And so I kind of got a little more of her side of the story than the other guy's side of the story. So right. I want to throw that out there okay. that, and then you know, you this is not from a completely, totally objective point of view. I okay. have spoken to her about okay. it. If he doesn't want things like that on his website, he should make that as part of the rules. We do not want any stories written from a Nazi protagonist point of view. Right. Period. Yep. Okay, fine. Now you're in violation of this rule and you're out. Yeah. A plus B equals C. The math works. You're good to go. Right. When you get into trouble as a moderator, as a as a website owner, yeah. as even like social media to an extent, is yeah. if you don't have, and this is where Google's getting itself in trouble too, if you don't have clearly written and defined rules and you cannot show that someone is in violation of those rules, now you're just being a dick. Yeah. You're just being an asshole. Right. You know? 
um, oh, you don't like what PragerU has to say, but and you're saying they're violating these terms of service when this other video that's also on the website is even more blatantly and clearly in violation of that, but you're right. not going to take them down? Right. Even after it's been pointed out to you? Right. You know, so now that's when you become where you're selectively enforcing your rules. Right. And when, when we had the forum up, um, the electric speakeasy, that was something I think we tried as moderators to do is to take, you know, our personal feelings about whatever the subject matter was out of it or the people involved and be like, okay, did this person violate a rule? Right. If they did not violate a rule, why should I ban them? Why should I kick them out? Why should I punish them in any way? They haven't done anything wrong as we've defined right and wrong and the appropriate rules of behavior for the forum. Yeah. And that's where we successful all the time. I don't know. Probably no. not because we're human and fallible. But, you know, that's one of the things that you really kind of need to do. And people get in trouble when they're not establishing rules and then holding everyone accountable to those rules. You either apply the rules across the board fairly or you don't. And right. if you're not, then you can't don't have a right to bitch when you're when you're being held to task for not applying the rules equally. Exactly. And, and, you know? and we got into that trouble all the time because we, we had a bias. This person, yeah. you know, there are times when pe people did things that were annoying and were alienating other people. Um, and we just got rid of them because we got, we got, we just got sick and tired of the, the, the um, all the people saying this person's annoying. And we also, we, we also got rid of some of the whiners who always found something to complain about. And it got to the point where, you know, forget this. There's this thing called Facebook. We're just going to have a Fedora Chronicles group on Facebook and we're just going to like, just get rid of the forum or yeah. just have the forum where people post. And it's like, I, I don't even bother looking at it some days or weeks. Cause I'm, I can't be bothered with the drama of whiners always having something to complain about. And there's the, also the notion of, I don't, I don't like this on your website. If you don't take it down, I'm never visiting your website again. Hey, well, fine. Don't, don't, don't visit the website. Okay, thanks. Goodbye. Thanks for the heads up. We Thank, appreciate yeah. it. Um, but there's the other, there's the other extreme. What? Well, at the same time, Go though, ahead. I mean, how, how arrogant do you have to be to reach out to somebody and say, I don't like that this is happening. You need to stop it or I'm not going to be on your website anymore. Well, you're more important than the other right. people that are on the website Jay who are not offended by it. Yeah, there's a, there's a certain amount of arrogance that's involved with that, that you, if you want to have, if you want to be granted the, you know, the, the pleasure of my presence, you need to conform to my standards. And this is something that bothers me in, in pretty much all walks of life that, you know, you see it, uh, in like one of the things that I'm really passionate about is the gun rights. You see it in gun rights. I don't like guns, so no one should have guns. Well, who the fuck are you to tell me whether I can have guns or not? I don't like that you drive a sports car. And so I don't think you should have a, you know, a fancy red sports car. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you see it with like people like, especially like environmentalists bitching about like big trucks and things like that. Well, Big trucks actually serve a purpose. Do some people buy big trucks just because they, I don't know, they have a small penis or whatever? Yeah, probably. Right. But who are you to say they can't? Who are you? Well, they're just 
destroying the environment. Where is the incontrovertible proof that says because, you know, Joe Smacatelli is driving an SUV that we are no longer going to have penguins or whatever, that right. you're gonna, he's going to destroy an entire species or the world is going to end in, you know, 2012 because he was driving that SUV. Right. And mean there is no evidence right. for that. And and meanwhile, and meanwhile, you have celebrities like um, uh, Leon DiCaprio, who um, ride their um, uh, Cadillac Escalade to yeah. go have a photo op with Greta Thunberg by the beach, and and talk <laughs> about what a wonderful person that she is. And and uh, you have these celebrities who fly around the world in their private jets going to these climate summits it seems a little hypocritical to you it's okay for more than a little you know it's like you know if you if you've got a bunch of environmentalists getting together to file a protest against people who are not commuting and they all show up individually in their own car and it's none of them are electric cars you kind of look at that and go okay so you're not really serious about this right you there. know, if, if it's not serious enough for you to change your behavior, why should I change mine? Right. Because um, I'm because you're telling me to. I'm more fully woke. And what I'm doing has long term consequences for good. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to fly in my private jet to this uh, climate summit. And somehow my presence being there is going to help heal the planet which sounds it sounds ridiculous when when i say it like that it's the same as these people who say it's okay it's okay that my girlfriend dresses up as a nazi character because our, our because our intentions are good we're 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 fully woke this other woman who's dressing as a nazi character from raiders lost ark or whatever indiana jones movie she can't do it because she's not woke if it's and and then it gets so big whereas it's like now we're going to crusade to get this hey see what i did there we're going to crusade crusade to get this woman banished from all the other groups because slippery slope I'm going to use the slippery slope. Now there are there, and I'm I'm not going to lie. I'm not going I'm not going to um, hide my hypocrisy, as it were. There are people who have joined the Fedora Chronicles Club on Facebook, and those people are not welcome. I don't want them there for for various reasons. A fine example: I don't want people on our group saying you people are stupid. It's you know um it, why it's, would anyone want any negative yeah oh, i don't want people who talk poorly about our members i don't want somebody on our group page bullying our, our members who have been members since the beginning i don't right. want i don't want new members saying um your podcast is stupid i don't want pe- i don't want people on our in our in our group that says these movies are stupid i, I discriminate against people who are mean-spirited and rude or aren't coming at this from the same angle. Um, But to go out and say, I'm going to make sure that this girl is unwelcome in all all the other communities, 
crosses a line. But here's the other extreme. This guy who had said, I'm going to make this girl uncomfortable in all the other groups. I'm going to use my power to make her feel uncomfortable. He's had decades of good work in the community. He has a, an online publication, and he, he even published one or two of my articles in his online public. He's not a bad person. He's not a bad guy. He should not be deplatformed because of this one point that he's trying to make. We should not expunge all of his work that he's ever done in the past two decades because of this one stance that he's taking. I think this stance that he's taking is wrong. And I think that he's going down a slippery slope because if we ban Toaster Strudel from um, these indie groups, what's to say we're not going to ban other people for less egregious offenses? And that's really the, the point of it, isn't it? I mean, we don't want to get on a slippery slope by banning, banning people like Toaster Strudel. We don't want to get on a slippery slope by banning people like him, who's done good things in other areas, right? So he's being an ass about this for some reason. Right. The truth is, he needs to fucking let it go, right? Because he's now making a... I don't know how to, how to really kind of articulate this, but he doesn't... He is putting a blemish on his otherwise spotless record. Sure, he, yeah, he is. And he's, he's doing it in a hypocritical way that is not enhancing his image at all. Yeah. There's a big part of me who says, fuck it, I don't care about image. But there is also another part of me that's like, your image is how people see you and how they relate to you. If you want someone to take you seriously in, you know, in these particular ways that you like people taking you seriously, then you have to act with a certain amount of gravitas and sensibility and sensitivity in all areas otherwise people are going to be like why should i take you seriously when you're talking about your cosplay right of you know uh i, for, I forget what the hell his name is um the belloc the french guy right if you're cosplaying as belloc why is that okay but her cosplaying as tote is not okay because she wrote this piece of fan fiction that people consider to be in bad taste that's why all right but all right so you consider it to be in bad taste all right don't read the fucking fan fiction she's not even walking around with a nazi pin on her lapel when she's in costume i haven't seen one <laughs> i mean <laughs> i've never seen a picture of it she's she, and she told me that she doesn't even own one she doesn't even own a nazi pin because to her it's about the character's redemption not about the Right. The organization's redemption. She's not saying that the Nazis were right. She's not saying that the Nazi groupthink is, you know, possibly uh, forgivable. What she's saying is the individual who was a member of that organization might possibly. Right. Be. Is that a fine line? Yeah. Is she threading a needle? Yeah. Is she allowed to do that? Well, why not? Do you, do you or do you not believe in free speech? I do, which is why I think she's not doing anything wrong. At the same time, I also believe in redemption. I believe that there is a God. I believe there is Jesus Christ, and I believe right. that they do redeem people. There is a path to redemption for everybody. She's doing it with someone that other people find distasteful. Right. 
how is that wrong? How is that wrong? How is that anti-Christian? How is that anti-Jewish? She's saying this one person, here is a possible way he could have found redemption after right. his death. That's all she's saying with that fan fiction. And her dressing up as him, fuck, who gives a shit? People dress up as villains all the damn time. You know, I brought up the 501st in the last podcast, yes. and it's 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 still a valid comparison. Right. These are stormtroopers, right? How about people who dress up as Darth Vader, who killed children, yeah. slaughtered children for his own power? The entire prequel trilogy yeah. tries to put a positive spin on Space Nazi. <laughs> right. Okay. George Lucas did three movies trying to explain why um, the big black space Nazi or the, the, the big... Yeah, the jack, big jackbooted, right. you know, black armored jackbooted thug. Why he's a bad guy. How, how, how did, he, how did the, the, the big space Nazi dressed up in black leather and an iron mask become the mo one of the most evil characters in cinematic history. And the thing is, is that it starts off as a little kid. He's a little kid. He's an adorable yet annoying little kid who becomes a angsty teenager, who becomes a frustrated young man who's has dreams that his wife is going to die in during childbirth. And he goes down this, this dark road and he loses everything in an effort to try and save her. George Lucas is a bad freaking person because he wrote this redemptive story about the most evil character in cinematic history. Not the most evil character, but one of the most evil characters in cinematic history. I mean, give me a break. He's no Howard the Duck, but he's still pretty bad. <laughs> Can we forgive him for Howard the Duck, though? I mean, let's, let's be honest. George I mean Lucas should not be able to make another movie after Howard the Duck. We need to deplatform George Lucas because of Howard the Duck. When people saw Howard the Duck, they said, "This is one this is one mistake that's way too far. You've gone way too far now, George." I mean, do we really want to see that level of mallard female communication going on? We I do mean, that not one need scene to see was that. so cringeworthy. But anyway, we're getting a little too far. Well, but here. here's the thing is that one mistake within reason does not mean you get to be deplatformed. We do not deplatform or banish Toaster Strudel because of this one piece of fan fiction, and she is trying to she's trying to explore this one character. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen in all of fandom. I've seen a lot worse. I've seen a lot of really bad, tasteless stuff. And I have said, this is bad. I don't want I don't want to read it anymore. There's one guy who wrote this really bad piece of fan fiction, which incorporated where in the world is Carmen Sandiego with Raiders of the Lost Ark. I read the first part of it. I said, look, I don't want to read any more of this. This is this is awful. I don't stop asking me to read this. I read the first part. I don't want to read anymore. Stop pressuring me. That's why I don't read fan fiction anymore. Because it's stupid and all. I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't think of a better word. And there's other things you should be doing with your time. That's that's your decision. 
But the thing is, is that just because I'm Eric Render King Fisk, a big name in the, in the Indiana Jones community, and I say that with sarcasm, full sarcasm, um, I don't have to read every piece of fan fiction. I don't. And if, if, if Rachel never wrote this piece of fan fiction, or if these two characters, these two guys who are trying to banish her from all of fandom never read it, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Well, we also wouldn't be having this conversation if they said, we don't want her on our page. Right. But the fact that they're trying to ban her from all of cosplay. Every, everybody needs to know. Yeah. Who the, who the fuck are you to say that? Who, are the, who the hell are you to be the ultimate arbiter of what isn't acceptable for anyone right. who might possibly want to participate right. in cosplay? And also, because he took the stance, one of these guys took the stance, does not mean that we expunge the internet of all the things that he's done that's good in the past two decades. Right. I mean, we're, we don't want her prosecuted, but we don't want to prosecute him in, the, in the, the effort to defend her. Right. Is he doing something wrong? Does, wrong? Yes, he is. Does that mean that he is completely irredeemable? Well, no. No, it doesn't. Yeah. There's another wrinkle to this, and I've been saving this for for now. And I there okay. was a I didn't think that I was going to talk about this. When Walt and I were doing the metaphysical connection, just before Walt and I parted company, mm-hmm. there's there was an author of a book who write who wrote about military close encounters. Close encounters with quote aliens with the military mm-hmm. and I got three chapters into it. I we got an advanced copy and I was reading it. And this is, this is a, uh, this is a good book. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's well-written. It's well-researched. He has a lot of information in this book and a day or two before we were going to do the interview with him, I looked him up on Google and I found his Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. And this guy ran for president as a member of the American Nazi Party back in the oh, sev- back in the 70s and 80s. And he also spent time in prison for pedophilia. All right. I called Walt and I said, Walt, I want to be wrong about this. I want to be wrong. And I sent him the links and Walt was like, Oh my God, what the, what the fuck? We got in touch with a publicist and Mm -hmm. we said, we can't do this interview because he's a, the most famous American Nazi in the seventies and eighties. Yeah. Okay. He is so synonymous with being a Nazi they actually did a parody of this guy in the Blues Brothers. Oh my God, that's him? That's him. That's who they were parodying? That's him. That's who they were parodying, okay? Wow. And the publicist neglected to tell us that he changed his name. And he's trying to make a fresh start. Totally forgot. And the publicist had said... Um, yeah, could you guys just not talk about his Nazi past and his pedophilia? Can you guys just talk about the book? 
And part of the conversation that I had with Carol, and I'll talk, and I'm going to get to a point that Carol made in, in a little bit. Carol said, "You do this interview." Or Carol and I agreed, "You do this interview with this guy, and you ignore the 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 nasty bits that you know about this because this is huge." Oh yeah, two of this the is worst, not a minor thing. Two of the worst things you could be. This guy was okay, mm-hmm. and. We were having a conversation about, it's not, do we do this interview? It's, how do we bow out gracefully from doing this interview and not cause any more controversy? Because there's an idiot out there. There's an idiot out there. And we know who he is. The minute that he sees that we did an interview with this, this former Nazi and convicted pedophile, this person is going to try and deplatform all of us for being, quote, Nazi sympathizers. We had an interview with a Nazi sympathizer. We had, no, we had an interview with a real Nazi. Yeah, not a sympathizer. Not a an sympathizer. An fucking Nazi. An actual Nazi. Um, just got a message, by the way. Thank you very much. Um, yep. So the thing is, is that, and we were sitting around and, and, and we were, t- we were t- like, how do we, how do we say to the publicist, this is the reason why we're not doing the interview. And, and we're angry with the fact that you didn't bother to tell us. Yeah. Who how this could guy. could you not mention that? Who's this, who is this guy really? Um, and the one, and we knew there's one person in, in particular in the retrocentric community who is going to take issue with this. And we knew he was going to quote out us quote unquote for being Nazi sympathizers. Right. Because we interviewed this guy without doing full due diligence. This is the same guy that we were talking about, who has now going after Rachel. We knew this guy was going to say, oh, they're Nazi sympathizers because they interviewed this guy without knowing that he's a former Nazi. This guy's name kept coming up in the conversation. This guy is a pain in the ass. Yeah. Who likes to go after people who aren't as fully woke as he is. And when is, why is that a competition anyway? I don't know. But the thing is, is that, but maybe here's what we should have done in retrospect. We should have said, okay, we're going to interview this guy, but we're going to say, look, this is your opportunity to repent for all, for all the things that you, all the horrible things you've done. Tell us the story about how you went from being one of the most hated men in America in the 70s and 80s to where you are now. And if he I mean had, the, if if you bring if you were able to do that interview, yeah. That is something with a lot of substance. Right. Because now you're not first of all you're not ignoring the past. You're acknowledging the the good book that he wrote. Right. And you're giving him the opportunity to tell his side of the story and be like, look, I was a misguided youth. I realized the error of my ways when I was in prison, blah, 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 whatever. Doesn't mean you like the guy. You're just giving him a chance to tell his side of the story. Right. And I mean, like and like idiots, like idiots, we passed on this opportunity because we we knew that we were going to be outed as quote Nazi sympathizers unquote, because this interview would definitely be misconstrued by a couple of knuckleheads. Yeah, 
we and knew that's what, unfortunate. we knew I it mean, was going to happen and then of course talking about your slippery slope there are some topics we didn't cover because the thing is is that if we had an honest conversation with with flat earthers mm-hmm. and these flat earthers were going to try and explain to us why they think the earth is flat and we say no no here, here's the science that proves now we're going to be considered uh, flat earther sympathizers or flat earther adjacent even though we we don't we i don't believe the earth is flat i don't i don't believe the earth is flat but because we had a famous flat earther now all of a sudden we're flat earther sympathizers that's fucking that's bullshit they're they're and the, and when you start saying well we're not we're not going to do an interview with this person because we don't want to be falsely accused of being a sympathizer with that person now that now, right. now now that person is now being denied their opportunity for redemption. Yeah. We could have had a really good podcast about this guy breaking down and saying I was really really messed up. I was mentally ill. I made some serious mistakes and I'm really sorry for all the hurt that I've caused. And you look at you look at somebody who like you're you're not allowed to write this really bad fan fiction. We're going to ban you. We're going to expel you because you wrote this bad thing. Now she's going to go. Now she could go to real neo-Nazi groups and say, these people rejected me. They shunned me because of a mistake I made. Well, I guess if they're going to call me this thing, I guess I might as well be this thing. Right. If I'm going to get punished for the crime I didn't commit, I might as well commit the crime. And that's really kind of the danger of this sort of ostracization. Right. Whenever, I mean, not that I'm equating this, not that I'm saying that she, that this is what causes this or saying that she's capable of this, but what is the one thing most high school shooters have in common? They were all ostracized. Right. They were all people who were on the fringes of society. So the more ostracization that we do, the more we're going to create extremists. Yeah, exactly. So... Is that a crapshoot you want to take? Now, I've spoken with Toaster Strudel. Yep. She seems like someone who is intelligent, who is emotionally stable. I really don't think she's going to pick up a gun and go around shooting people in the head at some fucking cosplay convention or anything like right. that. I really don't. She's probably not going to do that. She sees him, she might hit him with her whip or something. But, you know, I mean... <laughs> usually you pay extra for that kind of action depending on what convention you're at so right i mean i mean and who wouldn't want a 19 year old girl to to hit them with a whip once or twice i mean come on um me but i don't i don't want that (laughs) i i but yeah it i want a woman who knows what she's doing no i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry (laughs) but the point is that they people who get so caught up in we can't even associate with that. And this is, I'm actually, I actually wasn't going to, but I think I am going to actually segue into this fucking moron, Freddie Bentley. If you're afraid to talk about it, if you're afraid of confronting in a controlled setting, the evil that has happened in our world, you are opening up the creation of more evil. Yeah. You just are. That is human nature. To deny that is to deny human nature. And whenever we deny human nature is when we cause problems. Well, what? Did, right? Yeah. Yeah. So 
something that's this kid, but Betty Friendly, uh, Freddie Bentley, right. Betty Friendly. Listen to me. It's too early in the morning. It's too early for this crap. <laughs> he was apparently on the British social media reality show called The Circle. I'll take your word for it. He was on Good Morning Britain on Friday, and he was saying that um, children learning about World War II is bad for their mental health. Do you want me to try and play the clip? Yeah, if you can. That would be awesome. I actually had it primed and ready to go. Woo! Woo woo! <laughs> Anytime now. Come on, computer. You got it in you. I know you do. Hal, open the I pod have faith bay. in you. Open the pod bay door, Hal. <laughs> Archie, see what you can do with it. That's the best part because I had it primed and ready to go. Come on. Oh. <sighs> No, just look here. Why don't you, why don't you play it? Why don't you look? You just play it the way you played it before, okay? <laughs> Come so, on, computer. You're supposed to be imminently repeatable. Just like we rehearsed. Come on, you can do it. <laughs> you can do it. I got taxed this little computer's resources. This is this makes for great pod. I got to admit. <laughs> here we go. Here's here's Freddie. Come on, Freddie, just like we rehearsed. Come it on. was in a hard situation in World War II, and I don't want anyone to think that I'm being disrespectful in that way whatsoever. However, I will stand by the point that I don't think it's as educational in the way that we, you know, there's so many problems going on in the world at the moment, like Brexit that's not taught in schools, and um, climate change, which is a situation that I feel like we should be aware of. And, you know, when I left school, I felt like it hit me like a ton of bricks because I didn't know anything in general life. Millions of people have died, 50 million people died in the Second World War to fight fascism, to fight tyranny, people who wanted to take away people's right to freedom, to the vote, mm. to the franchise. That's why, that's why people should know about the Second World War, the First World War, the conflicts that have taken place, and, totally and the fight for freedom that you and I enjoy. Well, so Freddie, with the first speaker, says we should stop. The headline to a lot of these stories is that um, we should not be teaching kids about World War II history because it's traumatizing. Kids will get PTSD if we talk about um, World War II. Which is, I'm sorry, that's just bullshit on the face of it. Uh, I mean, you and I learned about World War II when we were very young. Right. Nazis were our bad guys. Right. My, our parents' generation, they played cowboys and Indians. Us, we played, you know, Indiana Jones and Nazis. Or right. basically, you know, uh, Luke Skywalker and the Empire, which is right. the Nazis. Well, hold Everything on a from the uniforms, the fact that they're called stormtroopers, all that shit is based on the Nazis. Space Nazis! <laughs> exactly. So the Nazis, in whatever form they took, were the villains of our childhood. Right. They were the ultimate people. No one feels bad about punching a Nazi. Right. Right? And here's this kid saying that we shouldn't teach it in school. Right. Well, first of all, Freddie, how the fuck old are you anyway? Uh, maybe he's in his How early 20s. How do you know about life right now? Maybe he's in his early 20s. I mean, and, I, and I'm trying to be 22. generous. He's 22. 22-year-old reality TV star roasted after making absurd. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not the only ones who think he's full of shit. Right. You know, it's just, it's, you're 22 years old, dude. 
you do not know everything. No. You know how I know that? Because I was 22. I did not know everything. In fact, I'm 48 right now. I'll be 49 in a, in a few weeks. And I still don't know everything. But I do know one thing now that I didn't know then. If you don't learn about the evil that mankind is capable of, you're not going to be prepared when you're confronted with it. Right. And as a responsible educator, your teachers, your principals, your whatever they call them in England, the school mom, whatever the fuck they use, right, would be irresponsible to not teach you about what the Nazis did. Right. It would be irresponsible. It would be irresponsible to not tell you about what Pol Pot did, to not tell you about Ivan the Terrible and the things he did. Right. It would be irresponsible of them because their job is to prepare you for life. And if you can't handle hearing about something that happened 60 fucking years ago, or seven, then you should not be out of school. You should still be in school learning shit because you are not a capable adult. And let's I don't stop, care how old you are. Let, and let's back this up a second, Jay. And this is a problem with our society. A social media influencer who's on a reality TV show who basically is famous for being famous mm -hmm. um, is talking out of his ass about how we shouldn't be teaching history in schools. I go the exact opposite direction, Jay. I believe that you should have four years of history in high school. Just like I think you should have four years of practical math, practical English, and civics, not social studies, civics, where you should actually have an entire semester taught about the Constitution. Every week, an article of the Constitution or two. What does the Constitution say? What does the Constitution mean? And I would even take it a step further and say they should, in school, present both sides of it. They should present, like, for example, the, um, the Federalist Papers, right? Yeah. There was the Anti-Federalist Papers, and it was a discussion between these two groups saying this is why we're for a more stronger centralized government, and the Anti-Federalist Papers were saying this is why we were against a more powerful centralized government. You should teach both sides because we should be teaching people how to think, not what to think. And getting back to World War II, one of the things that we should be talking about and teaching kids about World War II is how did the nation of Germany become radicalized? How did this happen? Because people just don't wake up one day and say, oh, we're, we're going to we're going to um, commit a, 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 a horrible act of genocide here. We're going to try and eradicate um, uh, uh, 6 million Jews uh, this week. Just because. I mean, how did, how it, did it happen? Like the, it wasn't like all of Germany was anti-Semitic either. Right. How did it you happen? Know, there, was, there was a slippery slope that was engaged. Oh, they were that? angry and hurt over their treatment of World War I, after World War I. They were pissed off about their financial situation. They were angry and they, they had no real clear direction for that anger. Right. And Hitler gave them a scapegoat. And the thing that we forget too is Nazis didn't just kill Jews. They no. killed homosexuals. They killed all of the what 
in modern parlance we would refer to as all of the others in right. society the people like the jazz musicians black people um anyone of color of, of any color whether right. they were you know african origin or just hispanic even hindu they went after any of those people and they killed them right they did not consider them people right so they're famous for the Jews because that was the focus of their ire. Right. But the truth is, it wasn't just the Jews. They killed millions of other people. Right. Jehovah's Witnesses were rounded up and killed. Homosexuals were rounded up and killed. There was a uh, Mel Brooks movie, I forget which one it was, where they actually had, it was taking place in World War II, and there was a homosexual character. And of course, it's Mel Brooks, so he's like making light of it. Right. But he had to wear a pink triangle. And the character in the movie jokes about it clashing with everything he wears. But that's factual. Right. That If they were gay, they were forced to wear a pink triangle, just like the Jews were forced to wear a yellow Star of David. And, and by the way, this is probably one of Mel Brooks's most important movies. I'm trying to, and I'm scrambling right now. Come on, Internet Movie Database. You can well, do that it. Just, that also goes to show you his brilliance, right? I mean, Mel Brooks, is, is he was someone who was able, and we can't do it nowadays, which is the pity, but he was able to point out very hard facts about society and about life and about history through comedy, so therefore, we could open up the discussion and be able to talk about them. We didn't, and we should have. But the the fact is, is that he was able to do that. Society at the time was, I don't want, it was actually, no, it was more open-minded. Because we didn't just freak out. Oh, no, they're talking about Nazis. And then we can't let them talk about Nazis. Well, we can. We have to talk about Nazis. Because idiots like Freddie Brentley should not be the people making decisions about what is right and wrong for children in the world. People oh. like, what the hell is his name there? The the anti-gun kid who wasn't even at school the day of the fucking massacre. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember his name, and I don't, I, and I don't care to. Not, yeah, not, not, yeah, no Stone the, yeah, he doesn't know shit about why guns should do exist, why guns are included, and arms of all, all kinds, because it doesn't... The Second Amendment isn't about guns. Right. It's arms. And they specifically were very particular about their language that they used because they did not want things to be set in stone from when they wrote it. They wanted it to be more encompassing and more open. So I should be able to walk, according to the Second Amendment, I should be able to walk down the street with a katana strapped around my back and a submachine gun in my hand. Yeah, that is not illegal and should not be illegal according to the Second Amendment. I don't do that because I'm not an idiot, but no. you know what I mean. So it's not up to children. You know, there's a lot of people making hay about the wisdom of children. Well, the wisdom of children is very, first of all, false. These are this is also the same age group that was doing the Tide Pod challenge, Jay. Yeah, and, and that's that's exactly it. And you want them deciding public policy? We should be deciding public policy because of them. And speaking of public policy, the Mel Brooks movie that we were talking about, I don't want to forget this. The Mel mm -hmm. Brooks movie that we were talking about is called To Be or Not To Be. Yes. And I and, yes. I, and it's it, actually, it's one of the greatest movies Mel Brooks has ever made. It's probably one of the most thought-provoking 
movies he's ever made. It um, is. It's it is an awesome movie. It um, truly is. So but to make it so okay. So Yeah, so, so I mean in our society we've got people that we are that there are evil people in the world. Jeffrey Epstein, who we're going to get to, I hope to I hope pretty quickly. Right. Is one of one example of that. Should we not tell children that now there's an extreme that you can go to as well. You don't want to make your children so afraid of the world that they're afraid to go out into it. Right. But you have to prepare them for the eventualities. That is a very fine line that we as parents walk. Yeah. You know, I my children are all aware that they could get kidnapped. They could get raped. They could get mugged. They could get murdered. Right. But at the same time, I've during their upbringing, I've tried to show them that there are very good people in the world, that there are people who will, if you're in trouble, you can turn to them for help. You know, there are doctors and nurses that really exist just to help you get better. Yeah. You know, there are, there are people in this world who dedicate their lives to making things better for other people, you know? So there are, is evil, but there is also good. There are. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I like that old, that old saying, um, everyone says it's native American, but honestly, I don't know if it is about the two wolves, right? There is a black wolf and a white wolf in everyone's heart and they're fighting an eternal battle. The black wolf represents everything that is evil. The white wolf represents everything that is good. And in the story, it's a grandfather talking to a child and the grandchild looks at his grandfather and says, well, grandfather, who's going to win? And the grandfather says, the wolf you feed. Mm -hmm. You can express it as George Lucas did in the prequel trilogy as your focus determines your reality. If you look for evil, evil is what you'll find. Evil is what will be brought into your life. If you look for the good, good is what you'll find and good is what will be brought into your life. That's the way the world works. Right. Because we as humans, that's how we function. You need to be, you can't be all Pollyanna and not, and turn a blind eye to the evil that exists. But at the same time, you can't act as if everyone's evil too. You have to be prepared. And when you have people that say we shouldn't teach about World War II, that person should be immediately ostracized and ignored on that particular subject. Okay. You don't know what you're talking about. No, we should right? we should talk about why he's wrong. Right. We need to talk about why he's wrong. But at the same time, you know, I mean, okay, fine. You, I, I'm actually going to backtrack immediately because I want him to say stupid shit like this so we can't have this conversation. Yeah. I want there to be idiots like that out there. So I think he, I think he should talk. We shouldn't prevent people like that from talking because it's more important that we do talk about the hard things, right? Like Jeffrey Epstein, you know, um, people like that exist. His organization that he was either part of or he started or he ran, whatever, that organization exists. Because he's dead doesn't mean everyone goes, well, I guess the fun's over, guys. Uh, let's uh, let's find something else to do. Yeah. They're not going to do that. They're going to carry on with what they do because that's what that's what people do. Right. They carry on. Exactly. They carry on. So carry on, my wayward son. So it, it's see how that happens. Um, <laughs> I was on a good point, then all of a sudden I slipped and fell. <laughs> <laughs> but it's important. I mean, 
you've got the people like the people that are calling for toaster strudel to be thrown out of the cosplay community. You've got people like Freddie Bentley saying that we shouldn't that we should mollycoddle our kill children even more than we already right. do. I disagree with them. And as much as I reactionary am saying they should shut the fuck up. No, they shouldn't. Because now we're having that conversation. Right. And does that mean that we should allow white nationalists and these racist assholes to say their mind in public spheres? Yes, that's exactly right. what I'm saying. Should should you have had that interview with that Nazi guy who's trying to turn his life around? Right. Yes, you should have. You should have given him his moment of redemption. You didn't? Okay, well, fine. That's one mistake learned. If we have that opportunity to show up, I hope that we're strong enough and in, right. in, in it to enable that. You know, because it could be that he's faking too. Oh, I mean, I don't want to oh, put absolutely. him in an uncomfortable spot, but oh, absolutely. And the thing is, is that we're also attributing something to him that we don't even know. We don't even know if he wanted to talk about, you know, his path to re redemption. I wanted to give him the opportunity, but we I, we don't know. We don't know. We'll never know what he was going to say, Jay. Correct. And if if that opportunity comes up, we as responsible podcasters yes. podcasters whatever the fuck you want to call it I'm should actually mention that with the publicist listen i can't responsibly not talk about his past because all of the work he's trying to do now can be undone by hiding it right if he's willing to talk about it i'm willing to let him talk right and be honest about it if he's not then we can't do the interview that's as simple as that uh, but and but flipping around jay Flip it around. Mm -hmm. People are going to say, look, Eric, I'd love to be able to have an interview with you, but we really need to talk about where did it all go wrong? That night when you were standing in front of the Paramount Theater in Brattleboro, Vermont, with that extra $10 in your pocket, and you were on the fence about whether or not you're going to go see Howard the Duck. Where did it go wrong, Eric? What? Why did you go on the dark path, Eric? Why? How did that happen? I trusted George Lucas. I'm sorry. <laughs> How could the man who brought us Star Wars and American Graffiti and THX 1138 and The Empire Strikes Back be also the man who brought us Howard the Duck? I don't, I don't know. Well, I'm going to quote the great philosopher and poet Richard James. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> no i'm not saying george lucas was on cocaine i'm not I'm we're just, not saying you know, we're not saying throwing that out as a possibility we're tossing that out as a legitimate excuse that maybe <laughs> we want to talk about this incident yeah. about jeffrey epstein and we want to talk about the biggest news of the week in the re realm of jeffrey epstein is this and there's actually two parts to this. Yeah. So um, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. No, no. I, 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 um, so Project Veritas, which is a problematic source, I understand that. But, right. but there's people that go to Project Veritas because other outlets will not release it. Project Veritas, good, bad, or indifferent, they'll release anything. They don't care. They, they don't care. So, they don't care. Yeah, they really don't. So someone leaked a a recording of ABC News journalist Amy Robach, who was basically on a hot mic moment. Well, 
she knew the mic was live. She just didn't think anyone would release it. Right. Um, basically said she hosts, she co-anchors 2020 and reports for Good Morning America. And she said, and here's a quote I'm going to just read. As a journalist, as the Epstein story continued to unfold last summer, I was caught in a private moment of frustration. I was upset that an important interview I had conducted with Virginia Roberts, who was the victim, Yep. didn't air because we could not obtain sufficient corroborating evidence to meet ABC's editorial standards about her allegations. My comments about Prince Andrew and her allegations that she had seen Bill Clinton on Epstein's private island were in reference to what Virginia Roberts said in that interview in 2015. I was referencing her allegations, not what ABC News had verified through our reporting. Do we, let's, so can, this is her basically walking back on it. Can we play the clip? Um. Yeah. If if do we do you have the clip? I have the clip. I have the clip. One thing that kind of frustrated me about the video on Project Veritas is there was a lot of repetition in it. Do you right. Have, you have the clip. I I have the short version of this clip. I've had the story for three years. I've had this interview with Virginia Roberts. We would not put it on the air. Um, first of all, I was told, "Who's Jeffrey Epstein? No one knows who that is. This is a stupid story." Um, then the palace found out that we had her whole allegations about Prince Andrew and threatened us a million different ways. Um, we were so afraid we wouldn't be able to interview Kate and Will that we that also quashed the story. And then, um, and then Alan Dershowitz was also implicated in because of the planes. She told me everything. She had pictures. She had everything. She was in hiding for 12 years. We convinced her to come out. We convinced her to talk to us. Um, it was unbelievable what we had. Clinton. We had everything. I, I tried for three years to get it on to no avail and now it's all coming out and it's like these new re revelations and I freaking had all of it I, I, I'm so pissed right now like every day I get more and more pissed because I'm just like oh my god we it was um, what, what we had was unreal other women backing it up hey yep Brad Edwards the attorney three years ago saying like aunt like we, there will come a day where we will realize Jeffrey Epstein was the most prolific pedophile this country has ever known. And I had it all three years ago. Now that, as a as a reporter, yeah, that has got to be frustrating to oh, see how big oh, yeah. that story is. Oh yeah, and to know you had it and you couldn't report it. Oh oh, absolutely. And the thing is that a lot of people are coming out to say, especially on Twitter, is that for at least eight three years. ABC News has been sitting on this story. Well, whoever made the decision to not air it, could they legally be held as an accessory after the fact? I'm not a that lawyer. Would be, that would be interesting. I mean, is that something that can be done? I'm not a lawyer, and I don't play one on the internet. And eh, neither am I. I mean, but I just, I, I just wonder because, in the realm of a civil lawsuit, could some of the victims? sue abc news and saying i would i was victimized after you had this information and didn't air it you can make that if case, you had jay. aired this i would have been spared jay you can make that you could make that argument i'm not saying that you'd win but you can make that argument you can make any argument at all you can make especially the, in a civil court you can I mean, make it's you can make the argument that howard the duck should have won best picture at the oscars the following year you can make that argument I mean, you won't. Well, I don't you know. Not I don't know about Best Picture, but I, I think, um, what's her name, Leah, Leah, Leah Thompson, Leah Thompson, yeah, 
I think she really should have gotten an Oscar for getting it on with the fucking doctor. But I think, anyway, I think that um, uh, yeah, be- best actress or at, at least at least like con- um, congressional medal of, of, of freedom or something like that. Um, yeah, but the and because we're ma- and we're making jokes because this is such a sick, disturbing story. It really is, and, and it if really this is. And tied to that is there was one of the most highly regarded pathologists. Um, for forensic pathologists, people who conduct the uh, autopsies, he basically said, "Oh yeah, he was murdered." Oh yeah, this is there's the injuries. If you look at the, re- I looked at the report. His injuries are consistent with murder, not suicide. We, and we talked about this last week. Um, yeah. the, now, now the veil is starting to come off. The bloom is off the rose. Yep. People, the the curtain is being pulled back. And we now know for a fact, we know it as a fact, just as we know the sun's going to rise tomorrow, water is wet, snow is cold, um, that they knew, the, the so-called elite media knew about Jeffrey Epstein, and they buried the story. They knew about the connections with Jeffrey Epstein and the Clintons especially Bill Clinton. We know we know all about what's going on behind the scenes. We know that now, they are sitting on news stories and they don't let they they don't release news stories because it may hurt their bottom line and it's and it could hurt their friends bottom line. Now here's the other thing that cuz it's important, we've got to look at it within the scope of the events of the time. What was happening 3 years ago, 2016? Oh, it, it, the, the election, obviously. Right. So why would ABC not want to report on Jeffrey Epstein if it included Bill Clinton in 2016? Now, this is speculation, right. but I mean, it's just really, <laughs> it's a bit of a no-brainer of speculation. Right. Right? Because Hillary Clinton was running for president. Yeah. You know, I mean... She was the nominee, the presumptive nominee, depending on where in twenty sixteen when in twenty sixteen you're talking about. So at the time, you could say that it had nothing to do with them wanting Hillary to win. You could say that they were just so single mindedly focused on the election that they didn't want to distract from the election by throwing something like a Jeffrey Epstein story out there. And there may be some validity to that. But at the same time, I don't know. The, the, my problem with this quote-unquote 24-hour news day is we actually only have about two hours of news that gets repeated 12 times during the day. Right. We're never really talking about all of the news going on in the world. We're talking about a few key stories. And like even on our podcast, you know, we, ch- we chose today, we talked about Freddie Bentley. We yeah. talked about what's going on in the cosplay community. And we're talking about this Jeffrey Epstein story. Because we, you and I, do not have the time and resources to talk about what's going on right. everywhere in the world. You know? So, I get that to an extent. But if I'm in charge of a 24-hour news network station, a cable news thing, I'm going to be like, okay, I don't want at 8 o'clock at night to be talking about different takes on the same story we talked about at 8 o'clock in the morning. It's 12 fucking hours later. There's a whole shit ton of shit going on right. in the world. We need to be talking about different things. So if we're talking about it in the morning show, 
we can maybe recap it a little bit at the beginning of the show that happens at noon and but we should be recapping what happened in the noon show at you know in the afternoon and the evening show we can just right. as a highlight they this happened in the morning this happened in the afternoon this is what's happening now then at night we should be talking about something else like what else happened during the day right and of course if i ran a 24-hour news show news network the hours of midnight to 6 a.m would be filled with follow-ups on previous stories covered sure you should Oh, it would be it would be great I, I if mean, that's what actually happened, but and, it, it isn't what happened. And I would love you know? to I would love to have the resources to do a twenty four hour um, news organization. I'd love to do that. That would be that would be awesome. Yeah, and especially if we could do. I would even love to have like a a segment that we if if we had the time if we could do like a two hour podcast. Yeah, have a segment at the end where we just do follow ups. Hey, we covered this year. This time last year, we covered this story. Yeah. Here's what we know about that after the fact now. We try and do that as best we can. Right. But we have limited resources. And let's be honest, it's not always... Sometimes right. stories come out and there is no recap on it. Right. There is nothing to follow up with because, uh, you know, asshole went to prison. Eh, whatever. You know what I mean? Right. Um, There's but as much as possible, that would be awesome. But again, we have limited resources. We're just basically two schmucks talking about shit right. <laughs> on the internet, um, like a bunch of other schmucks. Right. So, but to follow up on this same story, because the thing is, is that it, it this entire aspect of um, Amy Robach is it Ro Robach? Yeah, Robach. Robach. Okay. First of all, a week or two ago, Amy Robach was taking heat. Because she did a, quote, softball interview with Joe Biden's son, Hunter. And yep. people had said that she wasn't, she, she wasn't hard enough on... Wasn't she the one that he basically said, say it nice to me? I think he was. I, I think he was. I think she was. I'm not 100% sure. But she was taking a little heat because it was, it was a little soft. And also, the, the Today Show did a softball interview. So I might, I might be co-mingling here. But the yeah. thing is, is that so, and then the following day after Project Veritas um, released this audio of Amy Robach's um, Jeffrey Epstein story being killed. Then, the, I think it was yesterday, news broke that they actually found the leaker. She was working at, I believe, CBS News, and now she's been fired for leaking um, the, the audio. And, and, it, and it looks as if, it looks as if the two media companies are sort of helping each other trying to cover up the story. We're going to fire the leaker. The woman who leaked this, we're going to fire her and make it known. And aren't there whistleblower laws? Doesn't, shouldn't she be covered by that? I don't, I'm not a lawyer and I don't play one on the internet. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to get you to say that every fucking episode now you realize that. Yeah, oh it's yeah. My job. <laughs> Absolutely. We don't know. Yeah. Maybe and and the thing is is that um we it looks I mean to me I might be wrong, but it looks as if ABC, NBC and by extension CNBC and MSNBC, CBS, all these news organizations are helping each other 
sort of like cover each other's tracks. It's, yeah. And it's sad and it's unfortunate that the thing is, is that it's save the Clintons at all costs. It's like we're it's like we're on the Titanic. The United States media is the Titanic. Jeffrey Epstein is the iceberg, and everybody's saying, "Save, save Hillary, save Hillary!" No, don't, don't come back for me. Save Hillary, save her, save her. Yeah, it's it it's defeating Trump is so important, and saving the reputation of the Clintons is so important. They'll. They'll do anything. They'll cover a news story that somebody should have gotten the Pulitzer surprise over this. And the original woman, in the, you know, in Miami. Yep. She should get, she should have, I mean, the Congressional Medal of Freedom or oh, yeah. the Pulitzer Prize. She, yeah, I mean, to follow and stick with a story for 20 fucking years and not let it go because it's the right thing to do. Oh, that's just, that's awesome. And she's a hero. She should be a hero. She should be. Um, and, of course, the Oracle of Google is fetching uh, um, Julie K. Brown. Julie K. Yeah. Brown should be the next Woodward and Bernstein. She actually, I would, I would argue she is the, the Woodward and Bernstein of, our gen, of this generation, of this era yeah. of history. Oh, it sounds so pretentious to yeah. say that. But she is. Yeah. You know, she, she should be up there in that pantheon of reporters yeah so um i i think that a lot of people are going to have to have their feet held to the fire and explain what ha- you know what happened why 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 did you cover the story i think that amy robach backpedaling you know saying that oh this well, is a moment amy robach backpedaling is is career management right i don't blame her for that she doesn't want to get fired she was Someone leaked something. She was being honest, but you know she doesn't want to lose her job and career over it. So I don't really blame blame her for that. I don't don't blame her. One thing I do find interesting, though, is um, (laughs) in the on Reddit, and you know what memes are, right? Oh, little pictures that have sayings on them. We're gonna finish up. We're gonna finish up this podcast talking about these memes. Go ahead. Yeah, and I, I, I love that this has taken place. I mean, they, you got memes out there, like the one that you got on the, on the show page. The fuzzy orange star in Orion's sword isn't a star. It's the Orion Nebula, and it's the only nebula visible from Earth with the naked eye. It is so huge that if the distance from the Earth to the sun was one inch, the Orion Nebula would be over 12 miles wide, and Epstein didn't kill himself. And I love that that's showing up all over the place. I was on um, Reddit yesterday. And they have a subreddit that's about Tinder. And it's absolutely hilarious because it's basically people, you have people that are trolling on Twitter or on, on Tinder. And Tinder is a dating app. So okay. basically you pay and you post a bio with some pictures on it. And then it connects you with people that they think you might connect with. Never used it myself. But this, the Tinder subreddit is comedic gold. There's some really fucking hilarious things right. on there. And like every third screen capture was person A talking to person B and they're like, you know, trying to get to know each other kind of a thing. And then person B ends up saying something that annoys or turns off person A. So person A says, by the way, Epstein didn't kill himself. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, it, I love that it's becoming a meme. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. Just because ugh, it's so ridiculous. In fact, Amy Robach in her hot mic moment, she, the person that's off camera asked her, so do you think Epstein killed himself? She's like, oh, absolutely not. There's no way. Right. And it makes sense. Why would he kill himself? Well, he'd, gotten, he'd been in worse situations and gotten out of it. Well, this is also another great segue to another show topic that we had, and I didn't, I didn't know if whether or not we were going to get to it or not. Trevor Noah interviewed Hillary Clinton and Chelsea. Uh, Trevor Noah asked, how did you kill Jeffrey Epstein? And they laugh. I have to ask you a question that has been plaguing me for a while. How did you kill Jeffrey Epstein? <laughs> because you, you, you're not in power, but you have all the power. <laughs> I, I really need to understand how you do what you do. Because you seem to be behind everything nefarious, and yet you do not use it to become president. <laughs> what is the game plan? <laughs> well, Trevor. What is, what, but honestly, though, what does it feel like being the boogeyman of the right? Well, it's, it's a constant surprise to me. <laughs> um, because the things they say, and now, of course, it's on steroids with uh, being online, uh, are so ridiculous beyond any imagination that I could have. And yet they are so persistent in putting forth these crazy uh, ideas and theories. Honestly, I don't know what I ever did to get them so upset. Uh, but a lot of them live to come up with these conspiracy uh, theories. And, you know, I've gotten kind of used to it. It's been going on for a number of years. And the thing is, is that, first of all, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Did we have we actually came out and said Hillary Clinton had Jeffrey Epstein killed? We haven't. No. Um, we haven't because I I don't think there's any evidence to suggest she did. Right. I I mean somebody somebody had Jeffrey Epstein killed. But the thing and honestly, um, that's sheer genius from the Clinton camp. Which yes, I'm placing Trevor Noah in the Clinton camp. Right. Um, but that is sheer genius. Get out ahead of it. You know, say yeah. Oh, so how did you guys have? him killed anyway oh trevor you're so funny <laughs> but then you know six months later when an investigation comes up and they're like well maybe the clintons did pay this person who did this did that and the other thing so they're ultimately responsible for uh -oh. his death they can say oh that's that was a, we already addressed that we addressed that on a talk show already we had nothing to do with that asked and answered asked and answered Asked and exactly. answered whenever somebody brings up a point that is still... He's dead. What does it matter? What difference at this point does it make? It is our job to figure out what happened and do everything we can to prevent it from ever happening again. Um, there, are, there are two kinds of people in the country today, if not the world, who are, or, who are actually glad Donald Trump won the election by the Electoral College. Mm -hmm. Trump supporters and the Clintons. Because if you could imagine, imagine what would happen if Hillary Clinton was in the Oval Office right now with all of this going on. Um, imagine yeah. the cries and the screams 
and the outrage for an impeachment inquiry over and that'd be just from the people on the on the right side of the aisle oh absolutely and i gotta be honest if i would like to think that if hillary clinton was president i would not be among those voices saying she should be impeached for the possible actions of her husband no because how is she responsible for his actions no i mean how is carol responsible for all of my reactions and actions I mean, she, well, let's be honest. You and I both have this issue where we don't want anyone to be responsible for what we do, including ourselves. Right. So, right. And that's just, that's just human nature. That's just human nature. Whereas, listen, I mean, look, I'm a human being. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm probably going to make a mistake as soon as I, 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 uh, I turn off the mixing board and start editing this podcast. I'm sure I'm going to make a mistake. I mean, I'm going to make, I'll make, I'll make three or four mistakes by the end of the afternoon. And the thing is that it's like, look, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the best that I can. P- people make mistakes. But then there's a line that says, we're going to do this bad thing because it's fun and it feels good. And we can make a hell of a lot of money doing it. There mm-hmm. is that aspect. Um, I think that making a joke about Jeffrey Epstein's death on the, on the part of Trevor Noah and Trevor Noah asking you know Hillary Clinton, you know, hey, how did you do it? I think that the, I think that that's funny, but at the same time, I think it's mocking people who have genuine questions and concerns. It is. It's what it's doing is it's preventing that from becoming a serious question that gets asked, which right. is why it is a stroke of genius to right. do that. Um, cuz now Hillary Clinton if anyone if she's ever seriously asked about it can say, "Oh, you're getting that from a comedy show." I right. thought this was a serious interview. Right. Um, and that's, I mean, unfortunate, but it, it really, it's, that's the way it is. Is anybody going to honestly, legitimately be able to ask her that question again? Is anybody no. going to be able to call her on the carpet and say, what did you know about Jeffrey Epstein? Just asking I her. do not think anyone can and at all, this point, no, because and, she'll blow it off. Because it's an honest, legitimate question. What did you, how much of what, what did you know about Jeffrey Epstein? Did you actually know? When did you well, this know? Is, this is a woman who was in Congress being grilled in Congress and never answered a damn question and was hailed as a hero because she showed up without makeup on. Yeah. Which that four Americans are dead. What does it matter? Well, apparently it doesn't matter to you that four Americans are dead under your watch after they right. begged you for more security right. because they felt their lives were in danger, you know, but the media talked about how brave she was for showing up in public without makeup on. And that's a problem. That is a problem, you know, and now she's not a, never going to get questioned about this. Now I'm not saying she had anything to do with it. Personally, I don't think she, she probably didn't have anything to do with Epstein being killed. She probably didn't. The Clinton camp itself probably didn't have anything to do with it, but are they happy it happened? Oh, well, absolutely. Absolutely. Nobody's going to be able to, nobody is going, nobody's going to be able to, to grill Jeffrey Epstein ever again. Nobody is ever going to be able to ask him honest, hard questions. Yeah. You know, who else is involved? And we will probably never, well, ever well, know. We, we won't ever know. Um, to me, I don't care so much about who killed him. It more important to me is that he was killed and not committed suicide. That's more important. Yeah. But even more important than that, on top of that, to me, what's important is we continue the investigation into 
the 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 sex slave ring that he was a part of. I don't think yeah. he ran it. Mm -hmm. I think he was a part of it. I don't think he was responsible for it. I don't think he created it, but he definitely was a ranking member in it. And we need to find out who else was involved. As long as that continues, I don't give a fuck if we find out who killed him. The world's better off without him in it, but we need, need to find out who else was involved. Right. I, I, and I think that, the, I think that these are really honest, serious conversations that we need to have and and we're getting into some really dangerous territory because this is a wild, crazy conspiracy theory mm -hmm. about the death of Jeffrey Epstein. And there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things that are kind of like, like, there's a lot of oh shit moments in here. We should. Just, I mean, the thing is, is that he was called off suicide watch. His cell, his cellmate was removed. The two cameras that were supposed to be monitoring him failed. And the guards who were watching him were sent out on break. Yeah. And the blankets that are supposed to be not strong enough to support human weight somehow did. There's, there's, there, honestly, there's a lot of this. There's a lot of, there's, there's a lot of questions that a lot of people, and not to be a, beat a dead horse, but the one of the biggest problems that we all have is that first of all, this story just it, it won't it just won't die. And it shouldn't die until we know more and the and, and people are brought to justice. We also, listen, like Amy Robach had said, there's going to come a time when we're going to look at Jeffrey Epstein as being one of the most prolific pedophiles in American history. There are still people out there who have been victimized by Jeffrey Epstein and they deserve justice. There are also, all of Jeffrey Epstein's co-conspirators should be brought to justice. Just lean Maxwell, his girlfriend slash enabler slash um, whatever she was co-conspirator. Uh, co she needs to be brought to justice. There's a lot of people out there who need to answer to this. People yeah. need to ask, what about the terabytes of information, the audio and video that Jeffrey Epstein collected? What happened to all of that? Who benefited? from Jeffrey Epstein's activities. Some of the biggest names in American politics and business have been associated with Jeffrey Epstein. There's a lot there's a lot going on that people need to have answers to. And and the thing that also needs to be addressed is the entire Clinton Foundation and the money that they raised through nefarious means that also needs to be answered who benefited from all the information gathering that jeffrey epstein what was his role in the fbi or the cia that also has to be answered and look and here's the thing i, I got goosebumps just talking about this because this sounds crazy this sounds a little nutty i mean if 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 i was in a writer's room and we were talking about doing an episode, a very special episode of Law and Order SVU. I, 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 don't, I don't know if this would pass the BS smell test. I really don't. Yeah. There's something about this that is so incredibly fanciful. Um, it's almost unreal. It is. It, it's, it's unreal. You know, we're, we're, we're talking about a woman running for president whose husband is involved in some really shady activities. 
with the most prolific pedophile in American history who also had terabytes of audio and video of some of the world's most popular men doing things that are illegal and immoral. I mean, this sounds, this, this reads like a Sidney Sheldon novel. It's just a little bit, it's a little too over the top. It is. So, um, is there anything else that we wanted to talk about or do we cover everything? I think we covered everything. All right. I think we did. We're ending on a bit of a serious note. All right. Um, on another serious note, I, I wanted to talk to you about this on mic, um, okay. uh, off mic, but I'm going to, I'm going to talk about it now because it's kind of exciting news. Um, I have a couple of friends at my new job mm-hmm. and one of the new friends that I've made, he said, you know what I would really like to be able to do on my days off is, is, is do a podcast on the paranormal. And okay. we were talking about that. And I said, that's funny because I have a podcast on the supernor- uh, supernatural. Um, I kind of like put a shelf on it. I mean, I put the Fedora Chronicles news of the week in the news feed for the metaphysical connection. I mean, just because I just for mm-hmm. something and we haven't talked about the paranormal in a while. Um, sure. But I, I think I have found another co-host for the metaphysical connection. Um. And it's going to be just the paranormal, just the supernatural. It's not going to interfere with anything that you and I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be local. And we're going to be interviewing a lot of local people about the topic of the paranormal and supernatural. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad. That you know, is exciting news, man. That's awesome. And you know what? I'm glad that you approve. Yeah. Um, I, and because um, what you and I do is great and it's terrific. And, um, and so, and uh, I, I'd like to be able to introduce Colin in uh, on an upcoming episode and do a couple of episodes, see what see what comes of it. Sure. And 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 have a great time with it. But with that said, Jay, um, thanks for another great show. Um, it was a little we had a little shaky start because of all these other things going on in the background, mm. but mm-hmm. it, it, it turned out okay. Curse you for being human. I know. Having a life. I should deplatform myself for making this huge, horrible mistake. What the fuck's wrong with you? Everything. Got a wife and kids, dogs and shit. (laughs) I know. I'm going to go hang my head in shame. Well, I hope you feel duly chastised. I certainly do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for correcting me, Jay. (laughs) That's what I do. That's what I do. I'm going to go exile myself to a to a deserted island somewhere and I'm going to spend the rest of my life in solitude con- contemplating all the horrible things that I've done today. So, thank you for that, Jay. <laughs> you survived another podcast from the Fedora Chronicles Network. Find out more about us by visiting our homepage, thefedorachronicles.com. You can support the show by visiting our Zazzle page. Exactly 12.5% of every purchase goes to keeping this and other shows on the Fedora Chronicles Network on the air. That's Zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. Or you can become a Patreon. Click the link, and for a mere dollar a month, you will get early access to the podcast, updates on what we're working on, and so much more. Thanks for all your support in advance, and thank you to our listeners who have already contributed. Don't forget to search for the Fedora Chronicles on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, where we will be keeping you posted on what's happening. Be sure to join the Fedora Chronicles radio show Facebook group 
facebook.com slash groups slash Fedora Chronicles News. On behalf of Jason and myself, this is Eric Render King Fisk signing off. Keep your chins up and your fedoras on.